Welcome to MS Minute with DCND, your podcast for understanding multiple sclerosis. Every month, our MS experts tackle a different topic to help you manage your disease and live a better life. DCND is a private neurology practice based out of Dayton, Ohio. It's certified by the National MS Society as a comprehensive MS care center. Please note this podcast and its content is designed for educational and informational purposes only. Welcome to MS Minute with DCND. I'm your host, Natalie Pugar. Today, we are doubly blessed because we have two experts in the MS field joining us and shining a light on nutrition and how that can play a role in managing the disease. Dr. Nicole Alexander and physician assistant, Sarah Dooley, welcome. Hello, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's break this down a bit and start with dietary changes. What do we know about nutrition and how it can impact MS disease? So first and foremost, Sarah and I both wanna say neither one of us are nutritionists, but this is something we get asked a lot about because I think a lot of our patients who have MS are very motivated to make changes in their lifestyle. And so we get asked these questions. So Sarah and myself spent a little bit of time looking into this a little bit further. And we wanna be able to provide some insight on dietary changes that can be made to help um, with the disease process. But by no means are either of us nutritionists. So certainly we will refer out to nutrition um, experts if at any point in time our patients need that. But, you know, there's really been a lot of research over the years um, in MS uh, in regards to nutrition. We don't have a lot of solidified data to support any one diet that might be most beneficial in MS. So we kind of We use little pieces from everything and use it to help support our treatment, but by no means do we have any data to support one diet as a cure for MS or as the only treatment strategy for MS. So we'll dive into that a little bit today. Um, But there are lots of diets and we're going to try and talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, you know, we know that um, having a healthy body weight is associated with decreased risk for MS-related disability and disease activity. You know, when you're of healthy body weight, you just move around better, um, you know, and that's one of the big challenges for a lot of MS patients. And so, you know, having a, a good diet and um, a healthy body weight can definitely help with uh, disease outcome and uh, disability as well. So we use a lot of the different nutritional um, regimens to help kind of support that healthy body habitus, but then also if you have healthy other organ systems. So, you know, we always kind of think about cardiovascular wise, um, the brain and the heart are really intricately related. And so kind of following a lot of the the heart healthy diets can also be beneficial from a neurologic standpoint, from a weight standpoint. So it kind of is why we always kind of go back to that. Okay. So let's dive in a little bit deeper to those specific types of diets. Cause there are so many out there. <laughs> I mean, just with people who, who don't have MS, there's a, a lot of different op- diet options to choose from. So if, if a patient has MS, they're asking you what kind of diet should they try? Um, what's your advice? Um, I don't know that I have any one specific diet. I think the best thing is something that is actually applicable to your lifestyle and something that you can actually maintain. So I don't think it is strictly cutting out any one thing or um, only following something really strictly. Um, but I think it's a, it's whatever my patients are willing to try and willing to commit to. So we hear a lot about the Mediterranean diet. I think that is the one that we tend to highlight the most because it has a lot of kind of also integrately kind of related that anti-inflammatory Uh, diet is also very similarly related to the Mediterranean diet. So we do kind of refer back to that one a lot. Um, 
basically, and Sarah might be able to touch base on this a little bit more than myself, but a lot of whole foods, unprocessed foods, um, very much plant-based, not having a whole lot of red meats, don't have to strictly eliminate red meats, but very much limiting red meats, decreasing your sugars, decreasing your saturated fats. You know, these uh, diets specifically help to target cardiovascular health and um, decrease risk for diabetes, which are, again, kind of what I mentioned, very helpful for brain health as well. I don't know, Sarah, if you had anything to add to that? Yeah, no. Um, the kind of along the same lines, you know, I think when you're at the grocery store and you read the list of ingredients, mm -hmm. you want to be able to pronounce everything, you know, <laughs> so that tells you that you're eating real food, um, real ingredients and trying to limit the processed stuff, um, the fast food, you know, the, the vegetable oils, you know, cook with olive oil instead, again, along that Mediterranean diet, uh, type of type of idea. So yeah, the, there's a lot of, a lot too about, you know, do we, do we cut out gluten? Do we cut out dairy? And I think that is very hard for most people to do mm -hmm. completely, but maybe limit those things, because we do know that those are inflammatory foods as well. And I think if you can, like you said, you need something that you can sustain right. long-term um, or else it's not going to, it's not going to work. So just limiting those and being maybe just a little bit more aware of how much you're consuming. Yeah. And yeah, portion size is definitely something I think that we don't talk enough about. We always talk about what diet to follow. Well, also portion size, I guess, is equally important. But I really like what you said there about being able to pronounce everything. I had not heard that. And that is so, I think also just simple things like that is very helpful just to, from a practicality standpoint. It's really hard to know what each diet entails, but I really like that. I might stick with that too myself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is good advice for anybody. I know. Okay. Let's talk about um, weight gain um, for a moment since it can be linked to exercise and diet. Um, so what do we know about weight um, particularly in, in MS patients? It's a challenging topic. I mean, we know that patients who have MS can often have other comorbidities like depression, maybe in relation to the disease process or because they've been diagnosed with the disease process. And we know depression is linked to, um, you know, being more sedentary in general. And so weight gain comes because of that. And so it can be very challenging for patients with MS to have sustained weight loss or, you know, get motivated to have weight loss when they also have fatigue or debility. And so it can be very challenging. And that's where I think diet can come in to help with the weight loss. Um, I agree. I mean, I think that that's just overall anybody like, again, it could be for the general population here too. Right. Um, how about specifically with the diets? Is there anything that, you know, people with MS need to be considering um, specifically, you know, some things that maybe their disease would bring on that they need to be aware of that might interfere with the diet? One thing, you know, when you're not as mobile, we have to consider bone health. Also, you know, sometimes with MS patients, we use a lot of steroids, which can affect bone health. So I think that's just something to keep in mind. And we know that exercise does help promote healthy bones. So that's one thing to think about. I know too, you know, obviously with patients who are a little bit more sedentary, you can see more constipation and things like that as well. So making sure there's high fiber to help balance that out. So we don't have to medicate necessarily for it. Obviously stool softeners, things like that can be helpful, but if we can enrich our meals with things that can help gut health too, that'll be really important. Probiotics, all those types of things. Um, 
Also, we always kind of refer back to vitamin D. I know all of my patients at least hear me harp on vitamin D and how important it is. And so making sure that we have a diet that's high in vitamin D, which I think is something we're going to touch base on it as well here. Yeah. Let's dive into that. So vitamin D, um, you know, why is that so important and is it important for men and women equally? So vitamin D is extremely important for both men and women. It is actually a hormone and it has many functions in the body. It promotes absorption of calcium. It's necessary for bone health, as Sarah already touched base on, but it also is very important for immune health too. Um, And we've actually had some literature that actually suggests its benefit in our patients with MS to actually help kind of curb disease process and keep that inflammatory process at bay. By no means do I recommend it as a sole treatment for um, patients who have MS, but it is something that has been studied and actually has one of the more promising kind of outcomes in the literature review. So we are always recommending um, diets high in vitamin vitamin D. Foods are fortified with that. Obviously we talk about milk, but then we want to be careful about milk, um, cheeses, but be careful a little bit about the dairy too. Uh, A lot of our foods have it fortified. I even think like a lot of our, now our carbohydrates that we'll have, have vitamin D fortified into it. But I think a lot of times even um, we require supplementation to just to get that level up where we want it to be for our MS patients. And another thing too, Vitamin D can help with mood as well. And so, you know, you mentioned the depression earlier. And so a lot of this is kind of, they like feed off of each other. Yeah. So it definitely sounds like sunshine can also be very beneficial to boost that vitamin D. Um, So any final words of wisdom uh, for our listeners today on the topic of nutrition and MS? When it comes to nutrition, it's not one size fits all. It's very individualized and really just one piece of the puzzle in managing MS. I think targeting nutritional needs on an individual basis, whether that be with foods that support energy or vitamin D levels or weight loss, it's ultimately really a supplement to what you and your MS healthcare provider have decided on in regards to disease-modifying therapies. Thank you to you both for your insights. We'll see you on another episode of MS Minute with DCND next month. Thanks for having us.